0: Let's start the hour with a look at what a visitor can experience in one of the world's oldest cities in central Turkey. Konya has been a city of one name or another for at least 5,000 years. Today, it's an important multi-faith pilgrimage site, and it's the home of the Mevlana Museum. That's where the tomb of the Sufi mystic we know as Rumi is located. It's said that as Rumi walked through the town's marketplace in the 13th century, the rhythmic sound of men hammering gold inspired him to raise his arms and whirl. It's become the devotional dance of the Mevlani order, and you can still see the whirling dervishes in Konya today. To help us visit the city's big public market, we're joined by Turkish tour guide Lali Sermon Aran. Merhaba, Lali.
1: Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure.
0: Now, first of all, when we're in the town of Konya, I know from my experience taking groups around, people get a little bit, like, uh, anxious. It seems a little more conservative. Women are more covered up in a town like this. Describe the atmosphere in Konya compared to a place like Izmir or Ankara.
1: Well, as you just put into words, it's a little bit more conservative, but what attracts people's attention is not the conservatism of the town being a conservative is not a bad thing. It's just a personal understanding of how you want to practice your life and your religion. The reason I'm saying is that Muslim women prefer, if they are devout, they prefer to cover up. But in different religions, people don't or may or may not need to show their faith with what they wear because there's a visual aspect to it. It attracts attention. Otherwise, Konya is not any different than any more conservative city anywhere in the world.
0: Okay, so different um, groups in different religions will have their women wearing hats and their men wearing beards. Yes, Are if there's
1: there, a visual uh, indicator, then you notice it. If there was not, you would not notice it. Okay. So life is not different in Konya than it's anywhere
0: else in Turkey. It's just men have more beards and women have more scarves. That's it. Okay, we're going to go to the market. Now, when you step into a market like anywhere, it's a sort of a cultural scavenger hunt, and you have a chance to learn about the culture from the market. If you were going to take one of our listeners into the market in Konya, what are some of of the fun things you would see that would give you a better understanding of the local culture? Oh, I
1: love the market in Konya. First of all, what I love is that it was a market 2,000 years ago, 1,500 years ago, 1,000 years ago, 500 years ago, and today it's still at the same place in the same layout. And more or less, probably the items carried in the market are the same. You can find food items, you can find vegetables, you can find hardware, you can find barber shops, you can find tea shops. Whatever you might need when you walk into a market area is there and has been there for thousands of years.
0: You know, one thing I like when I go to a market in in many countries is you have um, farmers, usually older men and women coming in from villages in the countryside. They come in even with their horse cart loaded down with their produce. What's something we might see from a, a small uh, business person who's just bringing in what they actually grew?
1: Any sort of vegetable, I would say onions and potatoes, cheese from the nomads bringing in their products, butter.
0: So cheese, the nomads earn uh, their livelihood uh, you know, grazing their goats and, and making cheese.
1: Yes, skin cheese and aged cheese. These so is that
0: goat cheese or sheep cheese? Goat cheese. Goat cheese, okay. And
1: they, uh, they age the cheese in the goat's skin by... They press it down into the goat skin, bury it in the ground. And if you walk through the market and if you, if you see white thing in something hairy, it's not anything to be scared so of. It's goat cheese.
0: A modern, local, you know, well-educated, professional person might look forward to going to the market and finding a hairy bag of goat skin, and inside of it is a buried, aged, wonderful bit of nomadic-made goat cheese.
1: Exactly. Very delicious. And what I love to do much is that I usually love to walk through the market, get to see the cowbells and the sheep, shepherd's coats, utensils sold, the barbers and everything, and then finally end up in the produce part of the market. And from one stall to the other, I move slowly by tasting the products. I love it. And that's what I do with my travelers. We go stall by stall, taste the sheep cheese, then taste the butter, then taste the pastrami, then taste the sujuk, taste the olives, and uh, without realizing it, it's also our morning snack.
0: Are they happy to let you have a taste when you go into the market?
1: That's the norm. That's how we shop. If you're shopping for yourself, you might want to know how it t- Because these are small family-produced items, there's no standard to it.
0: And also, this is the sort of hub from a market point of view for people who are farming and and herding all over the countryside. They'll come into town for the gear that they need. Yes. And and near the market, you'll have little shops that help equip the farmers and the herders. Mm -hmm. Describe a Turkish barber shop a little bit.
1: Well, I don't go to barber shops, but I'd (laughs) love to describe it for you. They're usually small. The traditional ones, they wouldn't be plush, but they would be simple. The customers would be seated on a comfortable seat, and there would be a sink right in the front, and the barber, after giving the traditional hair sh- haircut and the shave, would flame your, spank your face with a flame.
0: No, this- wait a minute. So first of all, they cut you like in an old Western where they will sharpen the knife and yes. they give you the blade thing, yes. and then they will flame you. Tell about that.
1: To remove the tiny, tiny hair that's high upon your cheeks where they don't want to touch the razor or your ears or your nose.
0: So they spank your ear with a flaming cloth. And
1: they burn, yes, they (laughs) burn the fine hair there.
0: And there's probably the whole gossip scene and people are talking and it's just sort of a a personality spot. And as travelers, we can walk around and feel the pulse of the community. You could step outside and and a boy might be coming down with a whole tray of, of chai.
1: And you can grab one and pay casually, nobody would ask you why you are stopping him, why you are grabbing the tea. That's the norm.
0: Talk about the tea business. How does this work? Because it's, it's everywhere you look, people are sipping on these delicate little hour-shaped glasses of tea.
1: We call them tulip glasses, tulip-shaped glasses. Even though we are known with the Turkish coffee, we're a tea-drinking nation. We love our tea. It's the black tea we brew on a pot, and uh, every hour of the day, it is the beverage that we go for.
0: We're getting a sample of the scene you'll find at the public market in Konya, Turkey. The city of more than a million is best known with visitors for the Mevlana Museum, which has the tomb of the Sufi mystic and poet we know of as Rumi. Paradoxically, the practices of Sufi Islam run against the grain of fundamentalist religious thinking. Yet Konya is thought of as one of the most conservative cities in Turkey. Our guide on travel with Rick Steves is Lali Sermon Aran. She operates SRM Travel from her home base in Istanbul. Our conversation was recorded before the pandemic. Lolly, if a traveler is going to Konya, um, to me it's just like the central market, but is there a name of it? How would we find it?
1: Yes, there is. The produced part of the market is known as the ladies' market, and it sometimes confuses people. They think it's ladies they're going to see or ladies' artwork. Not because of that, but it was usually the ladies that used to bring to sell in their products once upon a time.
0: What might those products have been?
1: Food items.
0: Like the cheese we were talking yes, about. Yes, food
1: mm-hmm. items. And uh, the rest of it is the historic Konya
0: market. So there's the ladies' market is the covered produce section. And exactly. then all around it is this festival of culture. Yes. And one thing I love about going to markets anywhere in my travelers, whether it's Asia, Central America, or Europe, um, or in this case in Asia Minor, uh, is the the wonderful little food stalls, not for tourists, not for tour groups, but for the locals that are going shopping, for the the people that don't have a lot of money that are coming in to buy some bells for their goats or whatever. Uh, and one of my favorite little slices of Turkish cuisine culture is the little pizza shops. They've got these Turkish pizza Pide. shops. Pide. day. Describe the Turkish... I, I call it Turkish pizza, but it's it's shaped more like a, a, a football almost that's yes. been flattened.
1: Uh, It's a very thin crust, and we like different topics on it. It's exactly prepared the way pizza would be and cooked in wood ovens. It's a thinner crust, and we like minced meat on it, vegetables and eggs and cheese. Or you can get a mix of all, but it's very casual, and it's inexpensive, and that's the fast food we go for. But don't forget to drink ayran along with.
0: Ayran, what is that?
1: Ayran is diluted yogurt drink, diluted with
0: water. And is, that, uh, is it healthy? Is it? It t-
1: is very healthy because yogurt is healthy. It has got live bacteria that helps you, and Ayran is a little bit diluted of the same thing. When you go to a, even to a Burger King or McDonald's, they would have Ayran. McDonald's packed with, in, in course, Turkey has Ayran. Of course, they could not fight against the culture. People want to drink their Ayran.
0: I love it. Th- that's sort of the go-to drink when you want a healthy, refreshing drink as you're out and about, and you want to be like the locals in Turkey. Ayran, yes. A Y. R-A-N. R-A-N, right. So wandering around the, the market, Lali, you're, you're likely to find some things you would not find in a market here in the United States. When I'm in a market in Turkey, I find ladies sitting on carpets with jars of water, and in the jars are little black... Leeches. Leeches. What's with that?
1: It's supposed to... Well. Of course, there's no such thing as dirty blood. Blood is blood, but the leeches are supposed to suck on the blood that um, has finished the circulation through your body. So that would be the dirty blood, not pumped out, but being taken into the...
0: So people believe if you have a leech sucking on you, it's sucking out the tired old blood that needs to leave the system. Yes,
1: with less oxygen. It has traveled all through your cells or uh, wherever it's supposed to go and has got less oxygen, and the leeches suck up on it. I cannot tell you what are the health benefits of it and if there are any, but it's a common scene that you will get to see.
0: This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with Lali Sermon Aran. We're talking about visiting a market in Turkey And Lauren in Boise, Idaho, emailed us. And Lauren writes, the last time I was in Turkey, I noticed there were shopping malls, high-rise shopping malls being built. Do local merchants and shopkeepers in Konya feel that shopping malls are an abomination or, or are shopping malls in Konya just going to be welcomed with open arms as the world becomes more and more modern? That's an interesting question all over the world. We've got our charming markets, but we have the efficiency, and you can park your car there, and you've got the big shopping mall. What's the dynamic in Turkey today with development and modernization?
1: The small business owner sees the shopping malls as a threat because it is taking away their potential. The big brands, international brands, have a higher purchasing power and provide everything in mass for less. But then you don't get to taste or eat or consume anything that has had a human touch on it. That's from a consumer's point of view. And from a business point of view, it's killing the small businesses.
0: So in Turkey, like everywhere else, there is the traditions and the bulldozer of the modern world and people that want to make money and people that want to keep it cozy. And when we travel, we can connect with that. Lali Sermonaran, thank you so much for giving us a fun peek at an intimate side of Turkey stepping into a city market. Thank you, Rick. Hey, I'm Rick Steves. In my latest book, For the Love of Europe, you can savor Europe's most exciting experiences and sights through a hundred of my favorite travel stories. Imagine hanging from an alpine ridge, dancing at a Turkish circumcision party, and swinging with a bell ringer in a medieval church spire. You can order your copy of For the Love of Europe at ricksteves.com.